When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for CFL Deal or No Deal for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. The Edmonton Elks, home to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, as we mentioned earlier. The Bombers are favored by 12 and a half. Moose, are you taking that deal? No deal. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Montreal Alouettes. Montreal favored by five and a half. I'm taking the bet. How about you? You know what? I'm with you. I'm going to take the bet. I think Montreal will cover. I think they're trending up. So are the Riders, but Montreal. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Hour two, coming in hot, live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino, our wonderful Calgary home, away from home. It's a football Friday. CFL on TSN's Jim Barker was with us in hour one, and he was just fantastic as we talk about week 10. And we're going to dabble into the NFL as well. We're officially in week one of the NFL preseason, but we welcome one of our great Calgary friends, Jock Wilson, down here from QR Calgary. He's the host of Flames pre- and post-game broadcasts, also uh, has the flames on his resume and pretty much everything else in this town. How are you doing, Jocko? I am very well. Like your new location here at Century Downs. You know, I love the harness race. Did I, did I ever tell you the story? This is a good story. No, you did uh, not. Okay, this is a good story because it was about 25, 30 years ago when harness racing was at Stampede Park. And Patty Hunt was the uh, promotions director, and Patty Hunt thought it would be a great idea to get a celebrity harness race going. And so she called the Flames, she called the Stampeders, she had a bunch of media guys, and we all took lessons how to uh, how to harness. Yeah, so we, we basically had a trainer. You need lessons to do this? Well, okay. to, you know, get on the horse, and, you know, we went back to the stalls and the barns and everything else, and it was all a great idea oh, until the race actually started. Bearcat Murray, the late, legendary Bearcat Murray, lost control of his horse. It took off around the track. Oh, he almost no. killed a couple of Flames players, and let's just say we never did the media harness race ever again. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Hughes won it, uh, which was uh, fantastic. But it Jimmy was, Hughes, 960 yes. CFAC. <laughs> so, hey. so that was that was funny. It also reminds me of a story. Another, you know, this is way back in the day, and this is kind of fun. Uh, Spruce Meadows, great Calgary location. They had a media jumping competition. And so we actually did the same thing. We trained on these older horses, but they were still very, very, very good. And uh, Cody... Cody, you know, you know your your bull riding Cody, Cody Snyder. Snyder. Yeah, Cody Snyder. So he obviously is a horseman. He was able to get on this horse, but he fell off and the horse stepped on him. He had stitches all over his face. It was Dude. like I, I know it was funny. And so, you know, we, That's we don't we don't <laughs> he stepped on his face. It was hilarious. <laughs> was, well, and and believe it, Cody is so tough as you know. He's oh, one of yeah, the toughest, yeah, yeah, toughest yeah, yeah, dudes yeah. I know. Cody still went into the media jump off and won the damn thing. And of course he's the best horse. Of course. of course. I saw you and Cody talking at the uh, Bear Paw uh, Golf Classic. Oh, yes. uh, or it was... That was the Rocky Mountain Rotary, Rotary, Rotary at Bear Paw. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So you right. guys are friends. Anyway. He lived to tell it. You're not helping because they're trying to get me on in a harness racing thing next week. Oh. And... Uh, everybody knows I was raised around horses. My thing is, if I wanted to ride them, I would. Because you need to listen. You were in the cart? Or oh, whatever yeah. they call it? No, I was in... I was That's in a the... powerful... Freaking animal, oh, yeah, man! It is. it is. It's a machine. And and I'm like you. I, I grew up in a farm in yes, Coopy, British Post Columbia. BC. So you know, I, I was around horses all my life. But I'd much rather get on my uh, my Kawasaki back back in the day. So my, that's the point. <laughs> if we wanted to do it, we'd still be there. Exactly. So well, I think I'd rather do that than be an Edmonton Elks fan right now, Ooh. or especially today. Who would have thought? You know, you're you're up 22 points and you lose your 22nd 
home game, you know, in that fashion. And, and, and I believe me, when it was 22 nothing, I still did not have faith that the Elks were going to pull it off, even though, you know, Winnipeg lost their number one quarterback. And, and, and you're thinking, okay, can the Elks actually pull this off and win a game and beat one of the top teams in the Canadian Football League, or are they going to self-destruct? And, and you watched the game too, Rod. They did self-destruct. You know what, that one drive that was aided by like 60 yards of penalties, like, come on. That's an undisciplined, bad football team. And I, I love the Trey Ford story. I think he gives Elks fans some hope. You know, great Canadian story. He ran the ball a couple of times. You know, they, they did. It was almost like watching the Calgary Stampeders last week against Toronto because I thought their game plan was simple. I thought their game plan was going to be, you know, very good. Just those short passes. What was he like? Six for six, his first six passes for 32 yards. And I'm going, that's good. You're trying to establish the run. Stampeders did the same thing against the Toronto Argonauts. But then anytime you go deep, those ball hawks in Winnipeg are going to bite you in the butt. And, and sure enough, you know, he, he connected in a couple of deep uh, passes, but a couple of turnovers, just like that, bang, Edmonton loses again. And, you know, hey, we've got the Edmonton-Calgary rivalry, but this isn't funny anymore. This, I, I, I really do feel bad for Elk fans. I I really do. Well, uh, I was going to ask you, say that. There's Karen, by the way. So you guys will have to, uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, former Stampeder staffer now here at Century Down. She said to say, hey, but she can say it for herself next uh, break. You're right. It ain't funny anymore. And we were walking into the casino this morning and Serena said, who do you feel sorry for the most? And I said, well, for me, the broadcasters, but the coaches are my friends. G. Roy, great friend. They're uh, assistant. G it's all bad. Yeah. Where do you see this going, John? Well, it's, it's a, it, that's a great question. And, you know, they, they can't move forward with Chris Jones. I, I'm sorry, football operations cap or not. And, and I always thought Chris Jones was supposed to be a defensive mastermind. And I always said, you know, I've said this on my show a number of times, you know, I don't like the person, but I always thought he was a good coach. Well, now I'm questioning whether I think Chris Jones is a good coach. You know, the, you know, he, it's, he's, he's the boss. He's the architect. These are his players, and it's not working. It's not working at all. And after watching what Trey Ford did last night, how did Trey Ford go from, you know, winning a football game last year for the Elks, you know, and, and I don't care if he comes into camp a little bit, you know, uh, out of shape or whatever the case may be, or maybe behind on the depth chart. Uh, the, the fact is... This is totally on, on Chris Jones. And I understand why they're not going to fire him, you know, the rest of this season because the season is lost. But if they move forward with him next year, that's on Victor Quay. That's on the rest of the organization. So, you know, you're going to have to have a, a rethink and you're going to have to, you know, obviously put maybe G. Roy in, in control as far as the general managers, but you're going to have to get a new message in there. And uh, th that's, that's just the only way I can see it happening. And if you're the board of the Edmonton Elks, who, by the way, I believe has the most blood on their hands of anybody. I don't know how many are left from before that fired Ed Hervey and changed the name and all, but it's still the board. To me, that's where it begins and ends. But if you're them, let's just suppose. I don't normally like doing this while somebody has a job still, but let's say they do move on from Jones. Who would you hire? Oh, that's a good question. Um, hey, listen, th th there's a lot of good minds out there as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, you're now talking about a coach because I think, you know, G. Roy Simon would probably take over as your general manager. So now you're going to have to, you know, uh, Devon Claybrooks is still out there. And, and, and I thought Devon got kind of a raw, shafty deal in, in, in Vancouver. BC, yeah. yeah, so I, I still think he's a, he's a good offensive mind. Um, you know, you, you have to look at some of the assistant coaches out there. there. There's some in Calgary that I think, you know, would be very, very good. Look at a guy like I, Corey Mace. Corey Mace has been a great line coach in Calgary, a great coordinator in Toronto. Wouldn't Corey Mace be the next great head coach in this league? You know, I, 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 you know, everybody says Mark Killam here in Calgary. You know, he's got to get a shot. So I, I do think there's some on staff that, uh, you know, have some, some pretty good resumes. But I guess if you ask me right off the top, I would say Corey Mace would be my guy. I loved Corey when he was here in Calgary. Thought he did a great job. Loved the job that he's doing with the, with the Toronto Argonauts. And uh, I would certainly look at him. Now, whether or not he wants to go to Edmonton, that would be up to Corey Mace. Well, and the thing is, it's a little difficult for me. The more I get out of the league, and it's now five years out, i.e. not around the players, like the second, and coaches, the second I heard the Argos were going to hire Ryan Dinwiddie, because I know him personally, I'm like, oh, this is going to work. Yeah. And everybody was like, it won't work, it won't work. I'm like, you don't know him. No. But I don't know Corey Mace at all. Like, it's a really good question. Who's the next one? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or you go back to a recycled 
Yeah. Big. Well, and, and I really thought Devon Claybrooks was going to be the next one because Devon Claybrooks yeah. a good defensive mind. And, you know, where did he fail? Did he fail because of his offensive, you know, didn't and he surrounded himself with a bunch of young coaches? You know, Nick Lewis mm. comes to mind, was part of that coaching staff. You know, Nick had to learn. Nick had to grow into that uh, into that position. You know, and now he's got a couple of years coaching under his belt. So, uh, but, but that's all part of the football operations cap. And, you know, we can debate whether it's a good thing or a bad thing for the league. It's obviously a bad thing because if you want to, you know, if, if your hands are that tied that you can't make a move in Edmonton because you've got, you know, Chris Jones locked in for three years, how is that a good thing for the league? You know, because it, it's not good. It's not good for your fan base. It's not good for attracting new fans because no one's going to want to come and watch that, that team if Chris Jones is still there. So, you know, maybe, and I know Danny Austin, my good friend, has suggested, maybe they just make an exception for the, for the Edmonton Elks and, and say, hey, we're going to throw this out the window for a year so you can actually give that team and that fan base a little bit of hope. I, I don't know if that's the case. I just say wipe it out altogether. I think it's a really, really stupid idea. We've, uh, it's a terrible idea. And as long <laughs> as that's in place yes. i have a tough time taking the league seriously i'm sorry yeah. i love the league you yeah, know that i know but come on um from our audience uh jeff the stamps fan says yeah i could see mark Killam in edmonton craig smith our director of scouting writes in says brent munson mark washington yep. casey in winnipeg says as much as i don't want to lose my guy danny mcmanus would be my guy for gm and by the way not enough credit goes to that guy and if you know danny mac he doesn't want credit no he found this Drew Brown. Who the hell was he? And he comes in last night and looks like Joe Montana. Yeah. Uh, Jay Miller. I don't know where he is but from, but he says, Pierce called a great game without QB1 and down 22 to nothing last night with 600 semi-hectic Elks fans breathing down it. 600. It's just switching gears for a second. <laughs> I know, right? Well, hey, we got the some, best audience. And sometimes coordinators are great coordinators, but they aren't great head coaches. You know, look at a guy like Richie Hall. Richie Hall, love Richie Hall. You know, he's he's infectious, just like Pinball Clemens is. However, was he a great head coach? No. George Cortez. Yes, George Cortez. Uh, you know, great so, example. So you have great coordinators but doesn't always equate into great coach. Do we throw Paul LaPolice in that group? I, I think you would have to. That's tough. Yeah. Because he's family. I don't know. And, and is Ottawa out of the woods yet? Are they a legit team yet? Whew. Under uh, Bobby Dice? Yeah. I, I, hey, speaking of good coaches, I, I would put Bobby Dice in the mix for coach of the year. You know, early, midway point of the season. <laughs> right. I, I, I love what Bobby Dice is, is doing with that team and, you know, what they've done with... Uh, you know, with Dustin Crum, are they a legit team? They, they have a legit defense, and offensively, you know, the jury is still out. The jury is still out. So, uh, hey, I, I hope nothing but success for Dustin Crum, but uh, we will see how this one plays out. So I would say there are pieces that are legit, but they're not quite there yet. This is twice now his name's come up. Ted in Red Deer writes, and he says, what about Devon Claybrooks? We got to get Biscuit down here. Yeah. What do you say, Kev? He, li he lives in Calgary. Yeah, we got to get him down here. I can give you his number. He's got a restaurant. Uh, the Porch, I believe yeah. it's called. Now, to switch gears, let's get him next week. See if he'll straighten his hat out by then. Um, <laughs> Last time I called Devon, it was funny because I wanted to get him on. And uh, he was in Vegas. And I said, what in the heck are you doing in Vegas? And he was hanging out with Nick Lewis. So I don't know. Oh, what, boy. Tell, Surprise the answer. <laughs> he didn't tell me what they were doing. <laughs> hey, so just for fun, uh, tonight's game, what I believe is Canada's game of the week is Sask at Montreal. And I love the mm -hmm. fact that they're not pulling any punches. Maz and Fajardo have both said, hey, it's personal. This game's personal for us. Craig Dickinson is like, sorry you feel that way. When pushed on it a little further, he's like, hey, our offense was bad. They had to go. Like, there's, they're not, let's get it on because we don't get along is the theme for the game tonight. Yeah. Hey, bottom line is, what did that team do with Cody Fajardo? And, and sometimes I think Cody Fajardo gets a bad rap. But I'm still, you know, if we're talking coaches, I'm, I'm not convinced Jason Moss is the great young coach you know in the canadian football league i think the jury is still out on him and what he has done you know obviously in edmonton and as a coordinator we're going to find out what uh, what jason moss is is really made of so did the riders have to make changes after last year of course they did and and is it all on cody no 
because, you know, their, their offensive line was awful, brutal, and it's still not 100%. I, I'm still not convinced the Riders are a great team. I think they're an okay team. And, you know, the whole, you know, Garrett Marino thing blew up in their face last year. You know, Garrett was a bad dude. Don't get me wrong. You know, some of the things he did was, was unacceptable. But I'm not sure that played very well in the dressing room. And I'm, I'm not that close to it, so I don't know. But when you have to get rid of your best defensive player, that hurt the sketch in Rough Riders last year as well. So, hey, I, I agree with you. You know, I'm, I'm hoping Cody Fajardo is 100% tonight, that he can play and go. Not having William Stanback is going to hurt a little bit for the Montreal Alouettes. But when it's all said and done, uh, let's see. Hey, from a Stampeder perspective, we want to see the Riders get their ass kicked. They're, you know, <laughs> that's just the nature of the beast, right? I would be shocked if he felt any other way. <laughs> of course. Uh, well... Mark Amphasonic writes in and he says, is Cody Fajardo cleared to play tonight? Game time decision, and I expect that'll go that way right up until yeah. game time. They're not going to say now on game day whether he's in or not. They want to make the riders think about it a little bit. But I will say this before we move on, and for the Stampeders fans, we will have the watch party Saturday, 5 p.m. Shark Club, Deerfoot Meadows. Come on down and join us. We'll talk about that game next segment. But the one thing, Jock, you've been doing this a long time, football and hockey. You're like me. That's our number one and two, yeah. right? Rotate them, whatever. You bet. Ah, these guys that fight with me, the ex-players and some coaches, about whether Fajardo's good or not. And they're like, mm. you didn't play, so you don't know. Well, just because you did doesn't mean you know more. Like, I, I still think he's a good quarterback. I yeah. When healthy. To quote John Lynch, GWH, yeah. great when healthy. Yeah. Good or not. What do you think? Is he good or not? Well, you know, is he in the elite tier? No. Is he in the middle of the, the road tier in the Canadian Football League? I would say, yeah. You know, I, hey, bottom line is when, when Montreal needed a quarterback and, would, you know, four years ago, would you have made a trade straight across Trevor Harris for Cody Fajardo? Maybe not four years ago. Four years ago? Probably not. Probably not. Um, you know, even last year, you know, Trevor Harris didn't do a bunch in Montreal. Cody Fajardo didn't do much. I, I'm not, you know, a, a straight across trade. I could have seen that happening. And obviously it, it wasn't a trade, but it, it basically happened. And so, you know, do I put those two players on, on the same level? I would say, yeah, I, I do, as a matter of fact. So if you're going to put Trevor Harris at a certain level, I think you got to put Cody Fajardo at the same well, level. Well, four years ago, I had to put Harris here. Fajardo here is kind of trying yeah, to come it, down. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Right? So yeah. look, we'll talk about the other games and we will invite audience participation when we come back so the emj marketing text line is open 902-518-3033 on anything we'll continue the cfl talk but there's six nfl games tonight i want to talk a little flames with jocko and whatever else comes up and by the way our poll question today for key auto group is who's the greatest blue jay of all time as the blue jays get set to honor jose bautista tonight in advance of their game against the cubs at rogers center so we'll be thinking about that jock I'm sure you have thoughts. Oh, yeah. When we come back, we'll get to those. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. 
We are live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino, as always. And the great Jack Wilson, good enough to join us from QR Calgary now on the FM dial as well. 770. Was it 107? 107.3. 3. Yeah, yeah, I have yet to flip over to FM because I'm old. You're old school. I'm right? still listening on the AM dial. And the sponsor of Sports Talk with Jock, the bra sizing company. <laughs> well, <laughs> I texted no, you. That. That's... that's Partly true, but not completely true. Explain. Our title sponsor is uh, Weber Academy and Wildcats Baseball. Yes. But but we do we do have some interesting sponsors. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. You're not brought to you by the bra sizing company, but at least you know I'm listening. And speaking of baseball, the Okotoke Dogs are home tonight. Correct. And playoff action. Calgary Surge are playing tonight, too. Against the Vancouver Bandits at the National Championship weekend. It's like a Memorial Cup. Yes. Yes. Uh, pro basketball. In Langley, so, yeah. Langley I believe. Event yes. center, yeah. yeah. Second half of the doubleheader is Vancouver versus Calgary. What about the surge? They come into this town mm -hmm. and finish first, sell out every game. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's truly interesting because you look, you know, and I've been, I'm, I'm old like you, Rod. I've been around, yeah. I've been around this city for a long time. And, and we've seen professional soccer teams come and go. We've seen professional basketball teams come and go. You know, the Calgary 88s uh, come to mind. And Chip England was part of the Calgary 88s uh, back in the day, which was fantastic. But it never had the solid footing. And, and maybe Calgary just, you know, wasn't a big enough town, you know, wasn't quite diverse enough. Uh, well, we're a much more diverse city now. And, and you know, I, th I think they've got it right. You know, playing at Windsport, you know, 3,000-seat facility. And, you know, you can pack that facility even if you get 2,000 people. It, sound, it feels great. feels like you're at an event. And, you know, if you, if you try it at the Saddle Dome, so, you know, you get three or 4,000 people, like a, like a Calgary It would look terrible. Game. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel like an event. doesn't feel like you're there. It's like, you know, watching the Elks at Commonwealth Stadium. Hey, if they had 19,000 last night, good on them. But it certainly didn't look like that because you're spread out all over the place. And you can say the same thing about McMahon Stadium at 35,000 when you're only getting, you know, 18 or 19,000. It just, it doesn't feel like you're at an event. You want to be at a place that, you know, is packed. And if you can pack the Saddle Dome, great. Then have your games at the Saddle Dome. But if you can't get that many people there, you know, I don't think the Hitman should be playing there because I, I just don't think there's any atmosphere. The one game a year, which is the teddy bear toss, you can get 17,000. Or when Bedard comes. Or when Bedard comes. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's, he's now coming as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. You'd be paying so a lot more for the yeah, tickets now. I, I would say that's correct. Uh, correct. So before we go any further down the football road, the poll question today is for Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed with your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. It's quite simply, who's the greatest Toronto Blue Jay of all time? Guys writing in, Brian from Hudson Bay says, it's not tonight they're honoring Jose Bautista, it's Saturday. Well, the Canadian press story I saw is tonight ahead of the Cubs and the Blue Jays. And whatever, the question is, who's the greatest Blue Jay? Robbie Alomar, Tony Fernandez, who else did I say? Dave Steeb. Uh, Dave Steeb or other. Is that your answer? I, Steve? I, I, I read Dave Steve's book. I thought it was fantastic. And uh, I, I, I loved what he did, although I still don't understand. And I still don't understand why baseball teams do it today. You have a great starter. And in the playoffs, you throw everything out the window and you bring these great starters in for relief appearances. And I'm going, what are you thinking? You know, where are the analytics that says that is a, a good idea? And, you know, unfortunately with Dave Steve, it didn't quite work out when he came, uh, you know, into the, uh, into the bullpen in the playoffs. But I, I would put Dave Steve in the mix. You know, I, you know from, a, from a big play perspective, everybody thinks Jose Bautista with the bat flip. You know, hey, Joe Carter won a world championship with this team with a key hit, you know. So you have to look back probably to the, uh, to the 90s with that world championship teams when you win, when you win a couple of world championships. You've got to be somebody on that team, right? Uh, well... Robbie Alomar is leading the poll, yep. and I voted for Robbie Alomar, and I don't have the brain space today to go back and realize why I believe Alomar is the greatest, <laughs> but I just, I believe there's a statistical reason why he is, and I just love him. I met yep. him, did an event with him. I mean, that's honestly, Jock, the greatest part I always say about our jobs. I used to say calling games and then doing the events with the greats. I'm not calling games anymore. So that's the best part is being around those guys. Who's the one guy that you were around, did an event with, you're just like, wow. Oh man, that's another great question. Um, there's so many great guys because you know when, when I when I was doing the Flames broadcasts, and of course you know I'm still good friends with Colin Patterson and you know Lanny, and you, you can go back, and it was just a different era back then where the guys were making good money, but they weren't making stupid crazy money like they are now, yeah. and they were just you know more 
more yeah. human, not robots like they are today. You know, so I, I, I go back, I guess, to my Flames alumni days and, and, and just hanging out with, with, you know, guys like Lanny and Colin and Perry Barazan and all those guys that really, really do stand out for me. Although I, I think my favorite story, and, and I grew up, uh, you know, as, as a New York Islander fan, and I still remember, you know, a, a young rookie broadcaster going to Mount Royal College here in Calgary. And I was doing some, uh, some freelancing for Stan Fischler. And the Islanders were coming into town. And, and of course, I idolized the Mike Bossies and the Dennis Potvans and the Brian Traches and everything from that standpoint. And uh, Stan Fischler wanted me to go into the, uh, into the Islanders dressing room and get some quotes. And I'm, I'm like a rookie broadcaster shaky because these are my idols. And then I just realized, you know what, they're human just like, uh, just like we are too. But where I was going with that story was Patty LaFontaine. Pat, you know, I, I was doing the Flames broadcast, and Pat LaFontaine, I, I just, it just sticks out to me because I would only see Pat, he would come to Calgary like once a year, but he may, I don't know if his, his PR team helped him or he just had the great memory. He would come in, you know, to the bowels of the Saddle Dome, and he would say, hey, Jock, good to see you again. He, he would recognize He's that kind of guy. He's that kind of guy. And I'm going, okay, that's, that's a pretty cool dude. Um, so... You know, Pat LaFontaine certainly sticks out because he, he made the effort to, to say, hey, Jock, most of the guys have, don't remember you from Adam. But Pat LaFontaine, he, uh, he remembered. Wow, this, in a million years, I would never have guessed it was Pat LaFontaine. But that's cool. <laughs> and that it yeah. stuck with you. You know who's another guy like that is, frankly, Henry Burris. And Henry and oh, I have a, thanks, have a personal relationship, like great friends. Yeah. But there was one reporter in Regina that was blown away that Hank, he was with the Riders, went to the NFL, came back and was with another team. And that one reporter had switched from, let's say, global TV to CTV. And Hank looked at the guy's mic flash. He goes, oh, you switched stations, eh, Craig? What a, you know, how'd that happen? The guy was, what? Yeah. How do you even know who I am? But that's Henry. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and that's why I got such... Jack, I get personally upset when guys get screwed over. <laughs> you know that? Like, I got to get over it. Because these guys are great guys. Hank's a great guy. Cody's yeah. a great guy. Can you help me get over it? Yeah, but I think Hank's done okay for himself. He's 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 done. Yeah, I'm probably more upset about it than Henry. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's the biggest snub job in Flames history? Theo. I I think he's still getting snubbed. You know, he's yeah, still, and he's still doing a lot of work for the Flames alumni and out there. But yeah, uh, I, as much as I you know think it's great that Meek is getting his uh, jersey to the rafters, I I still can't believe that you know the and and the Forever of Flame program was a complete disaster and you know never should have been instituted in the first place. But you know and, and I know Theo had his off ice issues and you know Theo's a political hotbed right now because of some of his uh, some of his conservative takes on on Twitter. But hey, throw that all out the window. Um, we've never lived in Theo's shoes, what he had to go through as an athlete with the whole Graham James situation. I have nothing but respect for Theo. And, and uh, you know, I, I think obviously he should get some sort of recognition from the Flames and never happening. So is he ever going to be in the Hall of Fame? Probably not, but I, I could make a case for him. Oh. <laughs> just give me 20 seconds. If you just took a resume and you didn't put his yeah. face beside, just a silhouette. 1,100 games, 1,100 points, Stanley Cup, mm. Olympic gold medal, World Junior gold medal. What more do you need? That's a Hall of Famer. I, I don't disagree. Right? So, anyways, <laughs> it is a football Friday, and it's my bad for going down that road. <laughs> but I'll say this. Jay Miller in Winnipeg watching, and I guess we didn't really get to the Stamps-Lions game, and we will. But he's got a question for you. He says, will there still be a late Elias Lindholm trade? Any news? Whew. You know, I, I, I'm not as close to the Flames as I, as I used to be, Rod. And, you know, I, I, I follow it from that standpoint. If they're going to give Elias Lindholm, you know, eight and a half million over eight years, he's, he's important, but where do you put him on the pecking order? And, and he is, you know, he's the Flames' number one center. But is he a legit number one center in the, in the National Hockey League? And I think if you're going to be paying that kind of money. Hey, the Flames have a window here. And, and this is going to be interesting because, you know, they've already gotten rid of their top scorer in Tyler Toffoli. You know, you've locked in the eight-year contract kicks in for Jonathan Huberdeau this year. You know, what is, uh, what is going to happen? If this team really does want to compete this year, they're going to need a number one center. And, and Elias Lindholm is that number one center. So you probably have to keep him. Uh, so in... in in saying all of that, I, I think Craig Conroy really does, in, in my discussions with Craig, and we've had him on the show, uh, he, he wants to keep him. So I think they're going to go out of their way to try to sign him and, get him and keep him here.
Troy in Toronto says Theo's totally getting the shaft. He deserves better. Jay in Winnipeg says Theo should definitely be in the rafters. So uh, we hope that that day yeah. comes. You, Jock, in the spring predicted not the greatest season for the Calgary Stampeders on the air. Yeah. <laughs> kind of where they're at. Yeah. Um, I, I sort of thought, you know, this is a young team. This is a rebuilding team. Not rebuilding is the wrong word, but, you know, they're hitting the reset button. And I, I really thought it would take some time for this team to gel. So I sort of had them, you know, around the 500 mark, you know, maybe a game below or maybe a, a game above. So this, this season has played out a little bit what I thought it was going to, uh, to play out. Um, I didn't have the rose-colored glasses on. Um, and and I, just, I just looked at the team, and I saw a team last year that was a young team that got better as the season went along. And then I saw the exodus of this team and how many players went to different organizations and, and key players like, you know, obviously Jameer Thurman and Flo Rimalade and, and that. So I just thought, okay, you're probably going to take a little bit of a step back before you get better. And if it's anything like uh, maybe the, the 2021 season, you know, what did they start? Uh, two and five that season too? And they, they, they got their, their you-know-what together and they were able to get it together. So maybe, uh, maybe the month of August, we're going to look back at the month of August and say, wow, that was what turned the Calgary Stampede season around because you've already beaten the Grey Cup champions. You beat the best team in the league. Now you've got the BC Lions tomorrow and we don't know how healthy uh, Vernon Adams is going to be, how mobile is he going to be, if he's got a brace on his knee. I think that's going to be one of those storylines to watch. That's going to be an hourly team because they did get punked by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers last week. So I, I think BC is going to be on a, a little bit of a mission. Calgary has won, what, seven straight regular season games at BC Play Stadium, and regular season is different than the playoffs because we all remember what happened last year in the Western semifinal. Not a good effort for the Calgary Stampeders. So, you, you, you know, you have, you have BC tomorrow, then you have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers here on Friday the 18th, and that's legacy night. Uh, Jeff Garcia is going to be in town. You've got all the uh, 98 champions, uh, which was, uh, was a great year for the Stampeders. Wally Buono is going to be back in Calgary. It, it's it's going to be a really nice night, but Winnipeg is, is a very, very tough team, as we saw last night. And then you wrap up the month before Labor Day going into Toronto, playing at BMO Field. So four games against the three elite teams in the Canadian Football League. And, and we were sort of saying on the, on the air, can the Flames or can the uh, Stampeders win one of those games? Can they win two? You know, unrealistic to think they could, uh, you know, win more than two on this, uh, on this stretch of football games. But if you look back and uh, maybe they can pull off a win in Vancouver, all of a sudden you're two and two in the month of August and your mojo... Looks a lot better. Mojo, yeah, it, it does. And your mojo Well, there changed. was talk, well, are they not going to have a home win by Labor Day? Yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, they beat the best team right. in the CFL, right. and everybody's happy. But I'll say this, and I'll let you go chat with Karen. We'll move the Kevin the Medium back in here. But just with Dickey, I hear him on your show every week. I think him and Huff are that best tandem in the league until they're not. Other than maybe O'Shea and uh, Kyle Walter, and yep. you see why. Yeah. They've got the Grey Cups. Will Dickey's message ever get old? Because it feels like Huff's never did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? You know... Dave has always been family first. Dave has always been, you know, a straight shooter. Uh, you know, this, this, this year he's got a lot on his plate because he is the general manager. And, you know, even though, you know, Brent Mahoney and Cole Huffnagel, they're doing a lot of the, the, the behind-the-scene things, you know, that, a, that a, a manager will do during the regular season, you know, he's still doing the offensive play calling, you know, getting some help from uh, Pat Delmonico. Losing sucks. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. So losing can can breed some contempt. But I, I think I, I still think you know the the message is getting through for Dave Dickinson. And uh, I tell you what, I, I love dealing with him. So um, I, I'll, I'll be I'll be stunned and um, you know if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't turn this ship around. Well, see what I and you yeah. dealt with Craig Dickinson with his team oh, too, yeah. right? He, of the guy. two. Because I listen to your interviews, and Dave is always impeccable. His mood's always the same with you. Yeah. Win or lose, he's first yeah, I, class. I would agree with that. But he also has an edge <laughs> that I'm not sure Craig has. I'm not saying Craig does it. You don't survive for this long without having one. But Dave seems to have a lot bigger chip on his shoulder or something than Craig. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, interesting assessment. And I don't know Dave as well either. But yeah, I, I know Dave better than than Craig and. I, I, I you know, they, they, they're certainly brothers and they, yeah. they, they sound a lot alike and they have a lot of the same messaging, you know, from, from, from that perspective. 
But does Dave have a bigger chip on his shoulder? Nah, maybe younger brother. Yeah, okay, I can see that. That's just the sense <laughs> yeah. I get, right? All right. Uh, and by the way, thank you so much for the gift certificates, particularly South Street Burger. Oh. That place rocks, You man. enjoyed that and place. One of the eh? best burgers I've ever had. Well, that was there. when you were a guest on my halftime show. Yeah. I, don't, I don't give you those gifts when you come on Sports Talk. But i got to give you a guess. Uh, we got something for him. Here's some donuts <laughs> over there for you, Jock. <laughs> Courtesy Century Downs. <laughs> Kevin the Medium is in next. We're, uh, thanks, man. Hey, Have not, a good a uh, call Anytime, on man. Saturday. We'll be right back to Century Downs Racetrack and Casino after this timeout on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and your favorite podcast platform. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Football Friday continues from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. How about that great Jocko? He's always smiling, always got a smile on his face. And by the way, so does Kevin the Medium. He's joined us here. I will get to a sports update in a moment. But hey, Allie in Texarkana stayed with us, and I appreciate that she has. Because she's more of a hockey fan. But she stayed with us today. Thank you, Allie. And she says, donuts are a top-tier gift. So there you go. Darren liked that one. And I think Jock liked it too because he snared one on his way out. Right? So is that maple one still left? No, it's okay. I didn't need it anyways. Uh, Alec Manoa is heading down to the minors, by the way, for the second time this season. Breaking news from the Toronto Blue Jays. And yeah. What's up, Kevin the Medium? What a great show so far. Yeah, and uh, hey... <laughs> I said he's never we're ne Kevin's never going to leave us because he loves this world that we're, you're in now we've trapped you well it's cool and I, I've said this to you before I don't think I've ever said it on the air as a huge fan of the CFL and the NHL it's very cool now to kind of peel back that curtain and take a peek behind you like to be able to text Devon Claybrooks and say hey can you come on the show next week <laughs> right <laughs> and then he said yes and then he said yes so we're he gonna said just that yes so next week, good old Biscuit, the former Calgary Stampeders uh, D lineman and BC Lions head coach. Uh, which, by the way, you know, when guys get fired in this sports business, you tend to worry about them. I mean, I don't feel good about sitting here talking about Chris Jones being fired. And I need a lot more of Jock Wilson in me. Because he's like, I don't like Chris Jones, the person. He needs to be fired. I'm like, how come he can say that? I say anything like that. And I'm apologizing for weeks afterwards. Because he's a Stamps fan. It's I guess. Stamps yeah, but I'm thing. still living down that SAS thing. It's taken me two years in this town. Oh, you'll be living right. that down for the next yeah, 10 years. Yeah, but people years. are really friendly now. They're getting, you know? yes. And I guess my point getting is, to know how can you. he can say stuff like that and I can't? <laughs> but anyways, when Devon got fired in BC, we all felt bad for him, right? We sit around and go, is he going to be okay? And they're like, Google him, bro. He's got the NFL pension coming. Oh, yeah. Not only does he never have to work again, I'm like, why is he working at all? With the kind of money that he's pulling in every month from the Dallas Cowboys and the NFL um, pension fund that they have. I Good sat, for him. I sat with him beginning of the summer here, and that man is busy. He has things happening. Like, he didn't sit back and go, oh, woe was me. Um, you move on. You move on, and he's got businesses. I think he's got two or three businesses in Canada. He's got a couple uh, in the states. FedEx trucks down in the states that relatives work for him. He's moving. That's the one thing sports fans don't understand, and I, and but particularly I think CFL fans, because at this point now, Jock said it in the NHL and NFL, the money is just stupid. like generational wealth these guys get and they don't ever ha literally have to work again if they don't want to cfl 
is a little different. But the fans need to understand a lot of us have business interests in other things. I'm one. Yes. Right? Um, so, but they think, oh, he's not on the CFL anymore. Is he going to be okay? Yeah. He'll be fine. We should realize that. Yes. You ever see the restaurant down on um, 17th? The porch. The porch. He's, he's involved in Having that. said that, because I know Chris Jones, if and when he were to ever be fired as coach of the Edmonton Elks, he'll be fine too. But you still don't want to be fired. No. Obviously. Nobody wants to be fired. Yeah. Coaches, what's the saying? Your coach is hired to be fired sooner or later? Well, you realize it's part of the deal. Sure. Yes. But it just, I remember. You understand that Sask fan culture is its own animal. Oh, yeah. When did you realize that? When did you realize that? I've always knew the stamp or the uh, Ryder fan was a little bit different than everybody else in the a league. A little unhinged? A when, little... When I got to know you a year ago, that's when I really was like, oh, my, they really are, like, obsessive. Well, well but my point of that, and this is not an insult, no. but in 2015... We'd won the Grey Cup in 2013 with Corey Chamberlain, but by 2015, we were 0-9 to start the season, and the fans were saying that Corey Chamberlain, our head coach, was trying to get fired by his insane moves in the, not only in the games, but the things he was saying in the media. And I'm like, I don't honestly believe anybody tries to get fired. I really don't. Why would you I don't. try to get fired? I mean, that would just... Now that he didn't want to coach anymore and he wanted to get paid out. I mean, both him and our GM, Brendan Tamman, had just signed four-year contract, right? Yeah. So yeah, I could see why you would want. You're sick of this. Hey, fire me and pay me out. But, but, you, I, but I don't believe that he would do that. The coaches are winners. Yes, when you reach this level of um, a job, a coach at a high level like this, you're competitive, you want to win. You could see it in Chris Jones's eyes last night. He wasn't happy. No. He's not happy about all what's going on. That's why I don't like talking about him being fired now because no. he's doing his best. You know? Uh, by the way, Jeff the Stamps fan says, Calgary has forgiven Rod. Thank you. I sense that. Very hospitable town now. Well, Used I, to not be to me. Forgave you for what? For doing your job really, really well? Trust me, I get it. What are you going to do? Oh, and I don't want to sit here and talk about that uh, Ryder fan thing. But uh, Cam, well, just Hank, Henry Burst. Hank and I, like, really close friends going back 20-plus years. And when he left the Rough Riders to come play here for Calgary, he told me once he was walking down the sidewalk in Calgary. And you know how many Ryder fans live here. He said that somebody was driving in a car and they rolled their window down and threw their McDonald's hamburger at him. Like, hit him. Like, <laughs> and he, we shouldn't laugh because it's not funny. But, but that's it is. not right. That's just dumb. But that's how passionate, if you want to call it, or as your words, irrational. <laughs> no, that's you. Don't. No, that's Ryder fan. No, but the, but the, I think the thing that bothered me the most, and I need help getting over this and i'm not there yet henry didn't want to leave roy shivers who karen loves i can't <laughs> vouch for her friendships <laughs> we sit and we talk about this all the time you love them i'm always making you look good you don't have any anger she didn't have any issues with these guys i love roy shivers yeah well i don't <laughs> I'm never, I'll never make you look bad. But Shiv, he didn't like Henry. He didn't want Henry making more money in oh. Sask. That's the thing, right? So Henry didn't want to leave, but Roy didn't want him there. And then Ryder fans turn on him. And he's oh. like, I didn't want to go. Right? Oh. That's the unfair part. Cody, did Cody Fajardo really want to go? Probably not. Not he really. Was forced out. Not really. Did Paul McCallum really want to go? Probably no, not. No, they all got forced out. I, and I'm going to be wearing Paul's uh, jersey on the Saturday night, just so you know. Well, it good, should be good really, for you. It should be fun because there's going to be Stamp fans. <laughs> there's going to be BC Lions fans. And I hear some Ryder fans might show up. I know for a fact they are because they've messaged me. Watch party. Uh, at Deerfoot Meadows Shark Club, Saturday, 5 p.m. By the way, Karen, I tried to throw a watch party here for the Touchdown Atlantic. Not a good idea doing it during Packwood Grand. <laughs> Oops. Can I get the TV changed? <laughs> no! <laughs> 
Okay. You learn. You live and learn. Jeff Camillus in Winnipeg says, we need a Roy Shivers imitation right now, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear the name now, I hear your voice doing that. Oh, you should get Serena's imitation of him. She got a good story, too. Uh, listen, we'll take a time out. Our last one and come right back with overtime. After this, we're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino on Game Plus Television, USA only today. WQEE Radio in Atlanta, podcast and YouTube Live. Overtime is at hand. It's for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. And we're in the throes of the CFL season, week 10. We haven't talked a lot of NFL today. And we will moving into the fall once I'm back in Florida and I'm in an NFL market. Yes, we are on the radio in Atlanta. Those Falcons are at the Dolphins tonight. It's one of six NFL games as we bring in Kevin the Medium for one more a segment here just on the topic before we went to break, Kev. Our director of scouting, Craig Smith, two-time Great Cup champion. We got to get him out here to Century Downs. Stamps are one of the teams he did not work for, Craig Smith. He worked for the Bombers, Ticats, Lions, Riders. Yet, what, are you trying to be the Kevin Klein of scouting? <laughs> How about that? I love him. He knows that. <laughs> He would be proud of that. Poor uh, Kevin Glenn. Smitty writes it and says, love Shiv. Great personnel guy. Teams were successful because of him. Yep. <laughs> Mom said, if you have nothing good to say, don't say it. I don't have a problem with Shiv, but the last time I called him, he hung up on me. So, like, I'm over oh, it, but I'm not no. sure he is. <laughs> Cole in North Dakota says, I'm a big Riders fan. I just don't blame everything on the players or coaches and want them fired right away like some do. Sometimes the other team is just really good and played better. One, one of the many things I like about you, Kev, what you bring to this show is your Vancouver flair. We don't have enough of that. Lions fan, Canucks fan. I sense that the Canucks fans are very irrational and damaged people. 50 years, of course we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> are they like that? They want everybody fired all the time? Oh, yes. You talk to Jake, talk about irrational every time. He, he wants fans fired. He wants the whole team fired halfway through the season. It's, that's the irrational part. And that's 50 plus years now of losing. It's, he's going to make me, did I tell you this? He's going to make me re-watch the 2011 Game 7. Who is? Jake. Why? He's doing a uh, streaming. He does that. Um, it's an all-day streaming, 24-hour streaming okay. where they play games and he raises money. Um, and if he reaches X amount of dollars, him and I have to watch game seven of okay. 2011. Well, I can tell you what happened. Boston won 3 nothing, and they tried to burn the city down. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Thir Why would you go and watch that again? That makes no sense to me. That's like it was the 35th anniversary of the Gretzky trade the other day. And uh, she wouldn't even acknowledge it. I saw that. Like, <laughs> like it didn't happen. Like you do kind of need to deal with your pain to get over it, you know, but whatever. I guess that's what you're doing. Um, I don't know what would be worse, Kev. And I'm sorry that you have to have this, that this is part of your purview, but... 2011 Game 7 or 1994 Game 7? What would be worse? Oh, 11. By far, 2011. Why? Yes. It, pro, 2011, I had my son. 94, I didn't. So Jake and I watched every single game that year, all season long. Uh, he was in grade 12. Um, he missed school because of the playoffs. Um, so it was special to us. I've told you the story about the police showing up at our house on game five. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a special 2011 by far hurt. Well, this is interesting. Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, that's like me watching games four, five, six, and seven of the 2004 American League Championship Series. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Uh, that would be like me watching the 13th Man Grey Cup. I have not watched it. Like, 
Why would you do that? I don't understand. Punishment. Okay. Uh, Wow, this is interesting. They're saying Ryder fans had a crush on Bo secretly. Because they wanted him in the offseason. Imagine how that would have worked out for them. Oh, could you imagine? Glenn in Medicine Hat. And by the way, Glenn, come on down to Century Downs here. We're here for the next couple of weeks. He stops in at all the spots we do the show from. Love to chat with you, Glenn. He's a hockey guy, newspaper guy, golf guy. He says, I'm very late to the dance here today, but how about Drew Brown's arm strength? Well, obviously, we've covered that ad nauseum, but more on an Edmonton side that they've lost 22 in a row at home. It's... We can't talk about that either. It'll depress me. Did you see the highlight of that end zone catch? The Kenny Lawler catch. Oh, my goodness. But again, that shouldn't surprise anybody. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers would have another quarterback ready to go. We used to say that, quite frankly, with the Rams junior football team. I used to say it was like the shark when their teeth breaks off, another one grows right in. You know what I mean? Like they're just ready to go. That's what the Bombers have built. So we shouldn't be surprised by that. We shouldn't be. And when Zach went down, how did we think that game would go last night? Probably not as well as it did go for Winnipeg. I thought it, I honestly thought the streak was going to end. Last night? Last night. As did I. And as a matter of fact, my, the game was on in the States. So my friends down there were texting me and I'm like, this could be the biggest upset of the century. And they're like, eh, they'll blow it. And they did. They did. They found new ways to. Oh, wait. I'm so glad. Can you put on your medium hat for a second? You're Um, you're not a fortune teller. You're a medium. I'm a medium. There's a difference. What's the universe saying about the Sask-Montreal game tonight? What's going to happen? You've never been wrong. (laughs) Can you repeat that one more time? You've never been wrong with your sports predictions. Montreal, I've been wrong. Montreal is going to win this one. Well, they cover. Yes. Okay. Because it was what, five and a half? Yes. Yeah, I'm saying by seven. From Ryan, he says, have a great weekend, Rod Squad. Enjoy whichever sports you you, uh, watch this weekend. Jack and Vulcan, Alberta says, have a fantastic weekend, boys. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you, uh, Producer Clark. Thanks to Jocko, Jim Barker, and all the rest. We'll see you back here Monday, noon Eastern. We know we've got Darren Bombing from Bonfire Sports Winnipeg going to join us and uh, some other special goodies. Have a great weekend. Be safe. We'll see you Monday. Thanks, you all. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.